are Seraphim. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Generation Space podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome Anthony Baker. Anthony is CEO of Satellite View, an Earth observation company specializing in providing actionable insights from satellites to address global challenges, such as climate change, by detecting where we are wasting energy. This data also brings insights to business and allowing them to make better commercial decisions. He has over 20 years' experience in innovating satellite companies with roles in both commercial and government organizations. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Leah. How are you doing? Good to speak to you again. Thanks for coming on again. And I'm also pleased to welcome back to the podcast CEO of Seraphim Space, James Brueger, who you already know is a specialist SpaceX investor and works closely with Satellite View. Hi, James. Hi, Leah. Great to be back. Looking forward to today's chat. Thanks for joining me again. So I'll get straight to the questions. Anthony, I think everyone's really excited to find out. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you first got into space. I've been in space over 25 years. Started off in uh, university, master's in uh, satcoms, but had had a very interesting career around the world. So I was working in Hong Kong on satellite TV with a scale-up company, uh, New Skies, which was a startup in the Netherlands. We were connecting the world with communications. But most recently, I was the first CEO in Qatar, where we were again working on TV. And that was the transition into Earth observation and looking at what you could glean from space about man's impact on Earth. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, Anthony. And what about Satellite View itself? How did that all begin? So really, back in Qatar, we were looking at uh, what we could do with uh, Earth observation satellites to look at pollution near the sea, supply chain issues, defense and intelligence. And what a small nation needs is eyes over the border. And the, and the issue was that uh, you're very constrained by drones and planes and only seeing your territory. And you wanted to look a little bit further in, into the, you know, quite a volatile region there. That was certainly the government and the sponsor's interest. My personal interest turned out there was plastic in the ocean was a very big thing and nascent uh, challenge. And why couldn't you spot that from space? And I'm, I'm really have really immaculate detail on where the plastic was coming from and where it was going to and, uh, you know, try and sort that out. What about satellite use mission today? Because it's geothermal imaging. Is that correct? Yeah, so we, uh, we're on a mission to capture the highest resolution thermal data from space for a safer and more sustainable Earth. So high resolution insights and data from space, we'll be able to gather those on, in a uniform way that empowers things like climate change and uh, we'll be able to give unique intelligence on industrial activity. We'll be able to see what's working and what's not based on what's hot and what's cold. In fact, our first satellite is going to be launched in just uh, a few weeks in early June. And so watch this space for the exact date. Exciting stuff. Thank you. James, I'll go to you. Where did Seraphim first come across Satellite View? Well, actually, the story there predates us ever having met Anthony, funnily enough. In one of our previous funds, one of the investors was a company called SSTL, which stands for Surrey Satellite Technologies, which is a subsidiary now of Airbus, but was one of the very first pioneers in manufacturing satellites out of commercial off-the-shelf componentry. Uh, interestingly enough, SSTL was one of the first companies that Elon Musk went to when he decided to, to focus on space. He was previously an investor in the company. Anyway, the reason I'm starting there is through our relationship with, uh, with SSTL, we had an advisory board 
where senior executives from our investors like SSTL would participate and talk about all the interesting things they were seeing and doing. And it was in that context that they told us about um, this exciting new infrared satellite design that they were developing, which piqued our interest, especially shit so, when uh, about six months later, Anthony came knocking on our door and said, I've got this fantastic idea for this high-resolution infrared satellite. And we immediately joined the dots on that, given his connections to SSTL. And so we were able to really sort of fast-track to, to a point of getting quite excited. Amazing. Thank you, James. Anthony, can you give us an understanding of the scale of your organization today? As, as you said, you're just about to, to launch some satellites, so you're, you're pretty far along. But how many employees have you got? Where are your offices? And, and how much funding have you raised to date? Yeah, so we're about 40 employees and one satellite uh, that's been constructed, has been shipped and is sent over to uh, SpaceX. And today it's getting bolted to the, uh, the rocket. So super exciting stuff. We have just moved offices to uh, County Hall, which is that huge building opposite uh, Big Ben. And uh, it's been derelict for sort of 30-odd years. And then a company has uh, taken a lease of, of, of the fifth floor called Sustainable Workspaces. And literally, they renovated it in a most sustainable way and filled it full of uh, climate impact companies, including ourselves. So it's a great environment. In a, in a great old building, which has been renovated in, in a fantastically uh, eco-centric way. So we're, we're really happy to be there. On fundraising, I would have told you last week that we would have uh, raised 20 million in our, up to our Series A, including some, some grant funding. That's 20 million pounds. But I can tell you, most recently, we've closed a round of another 13.5 million from uh, inter- mainly internal investors. So they've been super supportive. So yeah, we've got a great long runway and uh, we're looking forward to launching our first satellite and making plans for the subsequent ones. Exciting times. Thank you, Anthony. You mentioned climate impact earlier, but what is Satellite View doing that's so important and how does it help support the new space economy? So we started with an ambition to fill a void in the phenomenologies that would that, uh, collect data from space, so imagery from space. So high resolution thermal was really not being used. So this is a brand new category. You don't see it on Google Earth or anything like that. It's brand new. And the unique thing about infrared is it turns uh, nighttime into day. So all those Google Earth images you see, we can now provide similar things, but at nighttime. So it opens up the other half of the day. Also, from the heat signatures of buildings and factories and uh, pollution, we can see what's on and what's off, what's clear water, what's not, what factories are operating. So you've got these two massive insights that you open up the other half of the day, and then you see on any particular structure the heat emissions, which are an indication of economic activity. And activity, where there's activity, there's a quite often pollution or carbon footprint. And so there you get the connection to climate. So we wanted to create a a high growth space company that's poised to help uh, the globe address sustainable challenges through this high resolution uh, imagery. We're on a quest to ensure that all buildings and structures on the planet can operate in an energy efficient way and so that people can make better business decisions about their carbon footprint. 
the other unique part is, and I think a number of constellations are looking at this, is to have that real-time effect. So if you want to look at the pattern of life, the shifts, how things change during the day or, or through the seasons, you need multiple revisits. This will be another unique fit feature of uh, our thermal infrared. And to have that data delivered it almost in a real-time effect. So if you're interested in, in fires, wildfires starting, or when's that ship going to sail, you need that constant and very quick reporting timescale. And so our satellites will start to include these features as well. James, I'll go to you. What makes Satellite View stand out from an investor perspective? And we haven't touched upon the fact that they went through our um, accelerator. Indeed. So what stood out? So I've uh, already talked about the, the fact that we were aware of Satellite View before Satellite View even existed through our relationship with uh, with with SSTL, who are designing and manufacturing their, their, their satellites. So what led to us uh, inviting Anthony to come and participate on our accelerator and then and ultimately us leading uh, their seed round of, of investment? Well, one of the things that, that we do at Seraphim is routinely we look at different parts of the ecosystem and we look to map out all of the companies that, that have approached us for funding we're aware about to try and draw some conclusions. So we'd actually done that exercise looking at all of the, the constellations, all of the people who want to put satellites up into orbit. And there was more than several hundred of those. And one of the key things that we realized when we went through this exercise was that infrared was a really underdeveloped category of the, of the market. So many other parts of uh, the Earth observation market, you've got dozens of companies who either already have satellites in orbit capturing a particular type of data or have plans to, to do so. Contrast that with infrared, where there's barely half a dozen companies um, that, are, that are endeavoring uh, to, to, to launch constellations. And at the point that we did this analysis, none of them had put anything into orbit. So that looked interesting to us. Here's a really underdeveloped category of intuitively really, really valuable data. So then the question for us is, which is the right company to, to, to back? Why did we ultimately decide on, on satellite view? Well, anyone who's putting up a constellation, the key question we ask them is, what is it that you've optimized for? What have you had to compromise on when it comes to design? And different companies do different things. There are other infrared constellations that have optimized for how broad an area um, they can capture information on, so things to do with sort of environmental monitoring and agriculture. Whereas contrastingly, what was really distinct about satellite view is the thing that they had optimized was resolution and revisit. So why is that Why is that important? Because fundamentally, I think our view is within Earth observation that it's that combination of resolution, so how high fidelity a picture can you get of the Earth, how small an object can you see, and revisit how frequently can you actually capture information that ultimately leads to unlocking the greatest uh, amount, of, amount of value. So when we saw satellite view, with an ability to image at uh, just two or three meters per pixel and with a very modest number of satellites, potentially be able to capture information on any point of interest 10 or 20 times a day. That really, really resonated with us as having the right formula for ultimately unlocking the potential of infrared, both within uh, defense and intelligence. And as Anthony has been saying, very importantly, uh, this becoming a foundational data set for helping in the world's drive towards net zero. Thanks, James. You both touched on it slightly, but can you tell us a little bit more about, about the size of the market, Anthony? What um, What is the size of the addressable market at the moment? So 
there's two parts. One is the existing uses of uh, imagery. And then there's the derived products on insights, which you might, you know, we're trying to focus on, on, on climate. The former, there's, there's plenty of intelligence. There's lots of uh, analogies with different phenomenologies. And so you can see that the total addressable market for Earth observation is, is you know, somewhere around the $6 billion mark. We believe that for, for climate, it's probably around the same. So we've been testing that, that, that thesis. So the, the addressable market is, is huge. And the way we've been looking at this is uh, with our early access program. So going to customers that are existing buyers of data, particularly starting with, with satellite companies, and finding out how much uh, data they would, they would buy from us. Quite typically, it's for, you know, for the other half of the day, the nighttime vision is very obvious. If they've got a daytime business, how does nighttime work? So we, we have a lot of confidence in, in those numbers. Then economic activity, there's a lot of commodity brokers uh, and people interested in industrial activity, and they collect the data maybe some other ways or proxies to that. So we've got a very sure statistics around uh, how much we think that that market's going to be. And um, on the climate side, there is more and more interest. And, you know, the climate problem is, is, is a trillions of dollars are going to be spent. On the data side, you've got some, you know, the S&Ps and, and, and there's other companies looking at uh, uh, net zero and the amount of people, amount of money people are putting into net zero to achieve net zero. So you've got some big market sizes there but where how is our data relevant and so we're working with with those companies as well to make sure we define the, the market size appropriately so in summary there's a huge market of existing users who know the data set and going to be the immediate buyers of this data and a lot of that's in defense intelligence and industrial monetary and then secondly there's an even larger market looking at uh, climate applications, and that's where we're directing the company. Brilliant, thank you. What about competitors? James, you touched a little bit on competitors earlier, but Anthony, who are the competitors at the moment to Satellite View? So high-resolution infrared at multiple revisits isn't really a, a competitive technology. If you have lots of money and it's a local problem, you can use drones or planes but if you want a, a global uniform data set, you need to use satellites. So at the high resolution, there isn't anyone who's near to market. But as James is absolutely right, there are other applications. If you're interested in agriculture or large features or, or land masses, then there are smaller form satellites uh, which are being launched and they're starting off a sort of 100 meter resolution with aspirations to sort of get down to 30 meters Whereas we're at three and a half meter resolution, really looking at mankind's impact uh, on, on the planet is a completely different category of, of market. Amazing. James, what do you think makes Satellite View stand out? What gives them the edge to, to win in this space? I, well, I think a combination of things, some of which Anthony's alluded to. So fundamentally, this ability to the inside buildings or extract insight about what's going on inside inside buildings. One way of thinking about this is today, with all of the other satellites that are going up, capturing other data sets and looking down at the earth, you're really looking at a black box typically. You can't really see what's going on inside it. 
particularly if you're thinking about man-made uh, a man-made structure or, or a building. So unlocking that box and being able to look inside really is a compelling value proposition and is one that for all the reasons we've been talking about really is quite distinct to satellite food. The only other companies that have put up satellites that are capturing infrared data in the same wavelengths as, as satellite food, and these have typically been very, very large, very expensive government satellites that simply don't offer the same value proposition in terms of revisit need of fidelity of, of image capture. So I do think that just fundamentally the nature of the, the, the information and insights that the business is able to, to, to capture and extract are really quite profoundly different from, from anything else that is, that is out there today. And I think provides the business with really exciting trajectory to become both a very large business, but also really impactful one at the same time. Great. Thank you. Anthony, what are Satellite View's biggest achievements today? What are you personally most proud of? Well, we built a fantastic team, really just three founders up to a team of over 40 and to deliver the first satellite to ship that, see that satellite going out was just such a relief. The fact that it's got there safely and is being bolted to the rocket is an amazing achievement in, in three and a half years. In a way, that's only half the story, the launch. What we're doing with the data, a way we're making it available to the customers and all the exciting applications that we have in uh, coming along is, is fantastic. And I think it really spurs the team on uh, greatly. Secondly, it's, it's got to be the investors because they believed in us. They made this all happen. They gave us the oil to, to run the engine. And so it's been a fantastic support from the investors from, from the get-go. Thank you. How do you define success for yourself and for the company? It's success can be the launch, success can be a product, but I think what really defines success is when the customers uh, want to buy the product and they want to buy more of it. That really is fulfilling to see this whole cycle. So yes, and then meaningfully uh, scaling that so it can be easily consumed as well. So we're, we're producing data initially to specialists that know something about satellite data. But when that we get that data into an insight that can maybe be an app on everyone's phone and they're using it without even knowing they're using it, that, that'll be real success for us. And what about milestones? You mentioned the launch next month, but what's coming up for Satellite View? Yeah, the launch and then obviously start a commercial service is, is like a, a few months after that. We, we're innovating on new applications. There's some super exciting applications we, we're going to unveil. We want to scale the, the business so one satellite is not enough. So if you want the frequent revisits, which the customers do, we need to order some more satellites and then just repeat the process again and again and again. And what about profit? When will you get what investors want to know? When will you eventually manage to get satellite view into profit? So we, we show even with one satellite that we can break even and there's that inflection point where we, we can break even. So uh, we're, we're in a good place. And scale is, economies of scale kick in. You don't need that many more people or facilities. So the more satellites we, we uh, build, the more profitable we'll come. But we think, you know, a couple of years after the, the launch of the, you know, the second satellite, we'll, we'll be at the profit. And how can our listeners help support Satellite View on, on your mission? Well, we're always looking for good talent and enthusiastic people. And uh, we're in this growth stage. So 
all sorts of uh, walks of life are, are welcome to apply and we have we have a uh, a talented individuals link on our website so we'll be interested in hearing from anybody if you are a, a partner or interested in the data we, we want to build partnerships with people to add value to the data and of course to the investors because we need more investment to launch the uh, the ultimately the constellation so we're, we're looking for like-minded investors who, who want to come aboard thank you and and finally I'm sure if people are follow, following your company, they'll read in the news that you flew your thermometer over Leeds and it was to great success. Can you tell everyone a little bit more about that mission and, and what that what that means for right now? Yes, we've had a, a, a copy of the camera that's going into space on an aeroplane for over two years now. And we've been flying over five countries, including the US. And we've been collecting imagery of things that we think the customers might be interested in. So uh, industrial plants, uh, cities, looking for hot spots, uh, looking at pollution, nuclear power stations. We got uh, on our database at least 6,000 images of, of different features. So really interesting data set. It gets, gets people used to the data and how it's going to be delivered. And they can think, start thinking about uh, what insights they want to derive. So this one over, over Leeds was, was sponsored by a charity and the, and the council uh, there and they're very much looking at uh, helping to save energy so for fuel bills um, and also the carbon pr- footprint that would be associated with that the same technology was flying over the industrial areas of Leeds so we, we could look at uh, commercial buildings uh, we could look at in, uh, factories and where energy might need to be recycled a lot of industrial processes just dump the e- excess energy into the into water or into the air and maybe that can be recycled for local purposes and then also that activity can be used for uh, commodity trading etc and uh, also if that factory happens to be in china or, or the far east you don't know the carbon footprint of that so we're looking for the leads in china and trying to make sure that they're being as green as the leads in uh, in the uk so there's a full picture to be gathered from our data. Fascinating stuff. Thank you for sharing that. As Seraphim, we like to back visionary founders. What's your vision for the future when Satellite Beam becomes a success? We'd like to be a provider of information that can make a real difference to net zero, uh, sustainability, and the, and the quality of life. So, for example, if I want to go on a diet... I go to the supermarket and take a can of soup and I can know exactly how many calories in there. Whereas I don't know the carbon impact of that can of soup. The globe needs to go on a carbon diet and we don't have the information to make a change. So if that information were readily available on an app on your phone and you wanted to make decisions of which supermarket to go to or which product to buy or where to work or where to live if that information were available at a granular scale that i knew if i brought this product it was sourced in china or the far east and they were a green factory and we were monitoring the pollution that was coming from from those plants or the headquarters of this uh, conglomerate in in the uk somewhere at a portfolio of buildings that were energy efficient. I think having that information in very readable format would 
make a huge difference. If you don't measure things, you can't change things. You can't report. You can't hold people accountable. And having that information is uh, paramount for keeping the planet safe. Fascinating stuff. Thank you. Let's end there. Thank you for joining me today. And thank you for empowering everyone on the planet. We can't wait to see what happens in the future. We are Seraphim.